0: Hello, my friend. Welcome back to MPI Radio. If you're new, welcome. I'm your host, James Allen, helping you make your own massive positive impact in the world. And sometimes we all need a little help from our friends. So I like to bring in expert interviews and uh, have some other people who are doing awesome things in the world share their knowledge so that we can all help each other build our own tribe and make our own massive positive impact in the world. So today's guest is Samantha Roberts. Now we met on Facebook, just kind of in casual conversation. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but she seemed awesome. So I said, let's have you on the podcast. And now she's here. After 12 years, uh, Samantha was mute, nonverbal, and kind of following back-to-back car accidents, which she actually had gone through. She narrowly escaped death upon flipping a quad down a rocky quarry. And Sam actually reached her own personal rock bottom Uh, through the power of community mentorship with Grant Cardone. She found her voice again and her conviction uh, to live life and contribute uh, through service. So during the quarantine of 2020, she became a Grant Cardone licensee and launched her podcast, Storytelling by the Numbers, which I think I'm actually going to be on. And then uh, the Proximity is Power Summit series. So she is committed to lifting 1,000 voices in courageous conversations in our newly or in their newly invigorated virtual economy. Sam, how are you doing today?
1: That was an incredible introduction. I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it's amazing to have you here. So yeah, okay. Well, let's let's just kind of dive into the story because I read your bio and was like, whoa, what? Because again, like I said, we, we didn't really know each other. We kind of met on Facebook and then we're talking about different podcasts and things like that. So we were going to swap interviews, but yeah, tell me, tell me kind of what, what's the story here. You were, you were mute nonverbal and then went through a bunch of accidents. What, what kind of happened there?
1: Uh, actually I was a tenacious young woman getting ready to tackle court, corp- uh, corporate America. And I had my eyes set on Forbes top 40 under 40. I thought, I was going to leave my hometown in Oregon and go be this big boss in corporate America. And unfortunately, um, I I ended up having two motor vehicle accidents, uh, rear-ended on the highway twice. And then as a enjoyable Memorial Day weekend, I was out riding with friends and family and flipped my quad down the rock quarry. The um, physical diminishment that came out of that was just so disruptive to me that I turned in on myself. I had so much chronic, I had so much pain um, and just, just isolation in my life, integrated into my life that I just stopped talking. I was bedridden for two years um, and, you know, going to school online, working for my mentor's company online, doing um, corporate research and working and living from a laptop and I didn't need to communicate. It's this strange advent back in 2009, 2010, where you didn't need your voice. Mm. And I didn't have enough people around me that I was actively using it every day. So I kind of turned it on myself. um, And I spent those two years in bed and just feeling so defeated, um, kind of not really knowing what I was going to do, but knowing that if I stayed in that place, it wasn't going to be turning out well for me. So March... 2010, I decided to pick up and move to New York. And I started to get back on my feet. I moved somewhere where I could walk every day. I was in Brooklyn, New York, and I could walk every day to the bank, to the grocery store, to school, to work, whatever I needed. Um, And I started just finding my feet again. I started finding people to communicate with. I started finding, you know, of course, schooling started and um, I started making friends. I started working. I started having reasons to speak again and to use my voice. But the frailty in my body was continuing. And so I wasn't one of those um, active, tenacious New Yorkers running around doing a lot of things, but I at least would put myself in a few environments where I was actively engaged in something that would lift my spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of spent a decade, there's a whole decade in there that we don't need to touch now, but I just, I wasn't really fulfilling myself. You know, I was... I was elevating in corporate America. I was graduating my, you know, my four-year de- degree in two and a half because I was all all day, every day, school and work. So I was doing good things. I was I was progressing. I was eye, eye on the prize. Still seeing, okay, I'm in the midst of corporate America. If I really have my eyes set on Forbes, this is the great path to start on. But I wasn't um, I wasn't vocal. Ninety percent of my time, I was still nonverbal. And I, I, my specialty is um, data analytics, which is a nonverbal um, profession in a lot of ways. Right. And um, I was a freelance analyst, so I was direct to senior leadership. They are people, a few words, right? You mm-hmm. know, they love a succinct conversation. If you're, if you're um, the, the strategy, or the analytics of that division, they're really expecting you to be succinct because they need answers, right? They come to you for answers and that is what you need to provide. So I kind of curated this little environment for myself, rapidly growing, progressing very well in corporate America. Um, but not not really feeding into my myself at all. I would go home and crawl in bed in the fetal position because I had chronic pain at that point. I was falling apart in a lot of ways. And just with the inability of my life, I have muscle atrophy from the waist down that I still struggle with today. You know, ten years later. So there's just been this um, this physical decline within me, um, and I think there's you know there's a lot of transition that's happened in the last two years because I I said I can't do this anymore. October 2019, I was I was blessed enough to find the right surgeons to help me and the right physical therapist to help me. And I joined Grant Cardone's Inner Circle Mentorship Program. I joined Pete Vargas and his stage to scale. I started having ab- avenues to fine tune my voice, to have community that lifted me up, to have people who said, hey, there's something in there. You're not just corporate, you're not just an analyst, you're not just this or that. You can actually have great area. You can actually have engagement in other facets of your life. You don't have to be single faceted. So, that's a lot in an introduction, but I think there's a lot of things to play with in that and how that I, I can now serve others because I've come through and I've made decision and I've had community that to me through
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. So through Grant Cardone's community and Pete Vargas, you've been able to kind of have some people that encourage you to speak up more because obviously right now it doesn't seem like you have any challenge with talking, <laughs> you know. Um, I've, only, when-
1: I've only been like... Fully verbal for six months. Wow, I really? Vo- yeah, I found my voice during quarantine.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. What a time to find your voice, too. You figure it'd the be the flip virtual, flop.
1: The virtual economy just changes everything. I mean, having your Zoom calls daily, having people that you can just get on a, on a video call with. Because as somebody who's mute and nonverbal, I'm a lip reader, mm-hmm. right? I see the, the nonverbal communication that people give off, and that's what I would that's what i understand. so mm. for me a phone call is still pretty tough, right? Mm. there's not enough engagement for me to pull through, but a video call when i can look at someone's eyes and i can connect with them and i can see their body language and i can lean in it changes everything.
0: i feel like you're like reading me in ways that i can't even <laughs> predict right now. because yes, <laughs> yes. it's on video call. <laughs> that's funny. Um wow, only 6 months, that's crazy. So what was it kind of like um like what was the point where you kind of realized like I really want to be more vocal and kind of that transition period where you kind of found Grant Cardone, Pete Vargas was a Grant Cardone was that like the first like kind of thing that you found because you went to the inner circle which was oh, like the top program. Not it, at all. Like. it
1: was it was the first time that I had accountability from mm-hmm. one of these leaders that I was looking into. Right, it all started for me with um, with I mean Tony Robbins really uh, a friend of mine had had been. You know, just engaged in everything that he did back in 2016, and when I was traveling around Europe, um, you know, he was he was telling me all these great stories about Tony. And then, obviously, uh, Netflix had "I'm Not Your Guru" from Tony, and yeah. I saw that when I was awesome traveling abroad. Um, and when I got back from Europe after spending seven months traveling around, living the world, you know, living the best life, um, I came back and I started reading Brendan Burchard. Mm. I started seeing Brendan Burchard everywhere. i dug deep into everything that he was doing because he's one of those um, incredible leaders who is that nonverbal reading, um, corporate analyst strategy kind of kind of guy. So I, I connected with him, right? right? There's a lot of synergies in his career and mine. And he said something to me that I'll never forget. He said, I get paid to learn," And I said, mm. you're speaking my language. You're right. speaking my language. That's all I want to do. Like, I'm a voracious learner. I have such an appetite for it. If I could spend my days learning, that's all I would do, right? But unfortunately, in the modern economy, you need to make some money. So um, I I did, you know, dig back into corporate America. Uh, I've worked with some of the greatest American brands um, and global brands, really, because I've worked with Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, um, Van Cleef & Arpels. These are really powerful brands, and they all have a legacy right? They have a legacy, they have a story to tell. And by me being in the numbers side of it, it was really powerful, because, you know, I'm telling their stories in a, in a, uh, in a different way, right? I think I was taking like that, that creative, that creativity that I possess and bringing into, you know, more of an analytical place. So it was really fun. But going from Brendan and Tony, um, to Grant, the other advent in my life was audiobooks, mm. which are I find really fascinating, right? Because it's like every single day you can consume another author's great works. Mm-hmm. And um, with my accidents, I had post-concussion syndrome, so I had trouble accessing my short-term memory or... know articulating myself or any of those any number of things and so listening to audiobooks i started thinking okay how can i push this a little further because i'm a tenacious young woman and i like to see how hard i can push the limit Mm -hmm. and so i started listening to them at two times speed and now i'm up to three three and a half times speed just depending on the author and the way they articulate themselves um but i started after brendan burchard's audiobooks, i got into grant cardone's 10x rule Hmm. and if you listen to him Orate his own book at three times speed, your energy changes, your mindset changes, you have different um, just accessibility um, To what's possible. Mm -hmm. So I was still living in a bit of uh, defeat at the time. So, you know, 2017 hearing that and seeing that there was a bigger future. It's, it took me out of that near decade of darkness like really, truly darkness where it's like, I was this single faceted person who was progressing in corporate America, but I was almost a nobody outside of that space. You could almost say that I was like unstoppable in corporate. I could talk to any VP without being phased. I could build them their strategies. If they needed me 18 hours a day, totally fine with it. Right, okay, there was, when I was playing in the numbers, there was no stopping me, but every other facet of my life was falling apart. And so I think it was, you know, just the slope progression of seeing more and more what was possible with these big thought leaders, right? These Mm -hmm. people who think at a global scale, who, you know, have casual conversations with billionaires. It was like, okay, so there's a different way to interact with the rest of the world. You can can play in minds that think so generationally, Mm -hmm. like these big corporate brands that I was in, right? And it's like, these big brands are built by single people. Mm -hmm. At some level, depending on the industry, right? Like my, my industry is built by thousands of people in every single brand, but there are those leaders in the world today that build these, these, these giant empires. And so I thought, okay, there's a different way to play the game, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, going from just thinking blue collar versus white collar was the way I was brought up. There's actually Mm -hmm. different ways to look at it. There's actually this thing called entrepreneurship, right? In mm-hmm. twenty, in you know my early, late twenties, I didn't didn't really play with that word very much. Like yes, my my grandfather was an entrepreneur, my dad I guess was an entrepreneur. We didn't call it that; we called it a businessman. But when I started right. to see that there's layers and there's depth. Right, to the different ways that you can reach into others and you can be of service through yourself, creating a team, to creating these different avenues of your world, to having these different income streams, right? There's different ways to look at it. So mm-hmm. as much as I was this corporate America person, I was starting to see how much you could play with your friends to build business. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. I started seeing how Dean and Tony um, and Brendan were all working together. And then, you know, in the last few years, they brought in Pete and Pete brought in Grant and Grant brought in Dean and, you know, and everybody was interconnected. And I found out, oh, there's about two dozen people who are at the top of this game.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then I said, there's not a lot of women in that reach. And then, so I started to see slowly that there might be a position for me to step forward. I mean, I was already, you know, the youngest director of my company. I was managing a billion dollars in corporate America. That was great now i can do it in this other way that's multifaceted that's playing on a daily basis that's being paid to learn on a daily basis where yes you have to pay to play you have to be in masterminds and you have, need coaching and you need all these different things
0: mm-hmm. but
1: you can do it with your friends right you can do right. it with your family, you can just kind of connect and laugh and sit around a fire you know and you can and you can create business around a around a glass of wine or something like that. Right. I've seen these giant million dollar businesses launched through casual conversation. Right. And I thought I wanted
0: to play in that space more. Yeah, absolutely. It is uh, it is a definitely a different world. So I was in construction work um, and it's what my dad did. I was in local 38, which is the highest paid plumbing union in the world so my dad was in that and that's where he found success. And he was like, oh, James, like he, he he taught me, he would tell me this all the time. He said, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And he like, he was smart. My dad, he says, you, he, he, he'll say that he wasn't, but he is. And he taught me things like that. Like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. He'd give me like these pep talks. Sometimes He just had, had like a hair up his butt. And he's just like, I just want to like motivate you. But he would never like be like a life coach by any means or anything like that. But he would do these like pep talks with me and it was like, wow, it's like kind of feeding my brain with some interesting stuff. And um, it really is like, I mean, I'll go to a gym, you know, I, I like CrossFit, that's my form of exercise that I love. So I'll go into a gym and I'll see like, there's like a broad range of people. There's people who are just starting out, people who been doing it for years and they're just like amazing athletes. And I'm like, I wanna hang out with those guys. Like they're at the top, they're lifting the most and they're like doing the fastest times. Like sometimes people are lifting a lot, or they're doing the fastest times, but the people are doing both. It's like, wow, that's just like, I don't know, it's fascinating. So I started hanging out with them, working out with them, and then I started excelling just like them. You know, even with my dad, he was hanging out um, with the business agents in construction work. And I heard different stories where people were like, or my, I think my mom told me, she said, like, he could have been a business agent, but he didn't do it, you know, because he would hang out with them and they'd be like, um like does anyone know how to play golf and he's all yeah me but he didn't know how to play golf but he, he just knew that simple principle of like it's not what you know it's who you know and he would hang out with them and then he built these relationships inside of that and he had an opportunity but he turned it down due to like you know insecurities or whatever he had didn't think that he could actually do that kind of job mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like that was a huge part of me leaving construction actually because that's where he found success but for me it wasn't for me i was like thinking in my head, like, I want to do this coaching thing. Cause I finally realized I talked to a Tony Robbins results coach on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do what he's doing. <laughs> Whatever that is like I'm in sold. And uh, then I found out about coaching, etc. The rest is kind of history. And sh- pretty soon after, I mean, I left construction, I was hanging out with these people and I, have they want to hang out with some like Really amazing people and like these massive houses or like amazing retreats and masterminds and things. It's just like my dad always told me in construction, thinking like, "Oh, this is a really elite group of people." He'd always say the elite. That was like the word that he used. Like maybe in construction, it's quote unquote elite, you know. But there's like this whole other realm that you have like no idea about that's accessible to anybody. It's like people welcome them in, you know, and. Um, yeah. It's like, that, that's the real elite, like hanging out with Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Dean, you know, Jenna Kutcher is one of those women that I'm sure, you know, of. she's like, she's awesome. She's badass. She's come
1: out so strong. You no, know, she's been an absolute inspiration of so many because she's so raw. She's so real. She, she, you know, she, she exploded on the scene, you know, four or five, four years ago now. Right. And through the power, power of partnership. Right. She's just, she's being, she's sponsoring such a movement, a courageous movement, just being your authentic self. Who are you and what is your gift? And who can you have sponsor that gift so that you can just be yourself? And she, you know, the way she engages herself, and she's, you know, she's tenacious, Mm -hmm. right? She's just so, you know, invigorated by being herself and, and having authentic conversations and saying, hey, if I'm myself and I can put. You know, she started doing her lives in quarantine. She's doing her makeup in the bathroom. And she attracted so many women to her because she's like, dude, here's my flaws. Let's talk about it. Or Mm -hmm. let's not. But like, I'm here for you and, you know, and work together. And I just find that so empowering, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think, and it's crossing crossing the sexes. So many men are attracted to her authenticity as well. And it's bringing out their ability to be vulnerable. And I think that's one of the greatest movements in the last two years is the vulnerability of men be able to say, hey, it's hard. Sometimes I crumble and I've got friends around me who'll pick me up, right? Like, that's a great gift that our generation has that our parents did not have. Yeah. And forget about it in your parents' generation, right? And so like, I feel like those of us who are in our, you know, 30s, 40s, like we've got this opportunity to really, You know, create a new vulnerability across the planet, right? Mm. I I know for me, I've got friends around the globe now, right? I started building that global network in 2016 when I was traveling, but today, I on a single day, I can talk to people in 13 countries. You know, being a mastermind when we're all dealing with different time zones, and gosh, let's talk about the advent of Clubhouse, right? Like now, everybody's accessible to everybody, instantaneous communication. I've been in multiple rooms in the last two days that are hosted by billionaires, and now we're connected on LinkedIn. Let's talk about that, right? Like things are now everything so accessible, and you can find your right fit people. If you take it one step further, what's the algorithm that's happening in technology right now? You can go on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Clubhouse, and you're right fit people from around the world in any time zone, any language, you're finding because you're connected, and it's all about that power of the who. Like you chimed into, chimed into earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Your who makes absolutely anything you desire possible.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because you can be like, you can call up a friend of yours. Like, I just made a great connection this morning, who's George Bryan is his name. Super cool dude. He's like the Energizer bunny of marketing, (laughs) you know, but, uh, he was an amazing guy and he's like, yeah, like, how can I help you? And I was like, dude, just like having like more awesome people on the podcast is great for me or like getting on those podcasts. He's like, oh, got a huge Rolodex. And it's like, especially like masterminds, you get in groups with even like five other people that are just absolutely killing it. Maybe, they're, maybe everybody's in their 40s or so, then you basically just accumulate all of that knowledge and all those years of experience and put them together in this mastermind. So yeah, it's it's pretty amazing what's possible. And it's just like, it's crazy. Like my dad, even he he supports me for sure now, even though I left like his dream for me basically. Um, and he says it all the time. He's like, I just don't understand it. You know, like, and I explained to him like, dude, you can literally like, even if you have like a $97 product, We had an email list of, you know, even like a thousand people and you send it out, you can make ridiculous amount of money with one email. You know, you can make $80,000 with an email. And he's just like, I just don't compute. Like his, his thought process is like, you got to show up, get a job, trade your time for money. You get paid. It's all good. It's like, but there's so much like more and you can have freedom and not beat yourself up. You know, it's, it's a, it's pretty amazing. What has been, um, your experience because we talked about before the call kind of like the gist of this conversation we wanted to do was about like building that tribe and like the power of that tribe what has been your experience and because how long has it been just real quick that you've like really dove deep into like grant cardone and pete vargas's masterminds yeah. and what's your experience uh, been with that
1: yeah so october 2019 i found my surgeons i had my 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 surgery, and I had Grant Cardone's program launched that month, so October 2019 to today, every single week. Um, and during quarantine, it was seven days a week of somebody else that I was that I was part of. Right. So in the last year, I've joined half a dozen major high-end masterminds. So my network has been deep, and I've gone to hundreds of virtual events um, while maintaining a corporate career. Right. With dual computers all day long, working in every time zone there is, and um yeah so for me i i needed because i was coming through that um that post-concussion syndrome 10 years in darkness not really feeding into myself at a high degree i really i had a lot of rebuilding to do and august 2019 i had basically reached a rock bottom i had met tony robinson in person. a friend brought me to you know a small award ceremony and it was my rock bottom day i had taken um pain medication and in order to be able to stand and walk around and chat with people for three hours, I knew I was in the best room on the planet that day. Literally some of the greats of today were in that room. And so I knew I needed to take pain medication in order to get through it. Mm. So, um, but I was also drinking that night. So I ended up having, you know, an adverse reaction and blacked out. Now, oh. nobody else could tell that my brain blacked out. because I was acting completely normal but I literally took my picture with Tony Robbins without a memory doing so and the only reason I knew I did <laughs> oh, that no I saw it the next day. Can you imagine? Knowing that your greatest day, the turning point of your entire life, will put a catapult to into the highest echelon of blackout. And I said, never again. Never again. I have to take responsibility for the fact that I need to get my body right in order to be the person that I need to. And so it took me another two months to get the right team of surgeons in place, you know, to get that physicality turned around. Um, But October 2019, I never took another drink again. Not another drug of alcohol since October 2019. And no pain medication as much as I can help it. Hot baths, substance, salt, soaps, things like that. Um, But really having, having, you know, my physicality in order uh, was the right move for me. So then I needed the next step. I needed to really invest in myself. I needed to, you know, join Grant's program, mentoring his inner circle, meet every single week. I joined Pete arts's So I started learning how to use my voice, how to tell my story, how to articulate myself again. I joined with Roger Love, who's actually, you know, a vocal coach, the biggest voices uh, around today. Um, and literally so many of others. I joined Tony's full year-long program of all his virtual events. And it's just literally every single week I've got, you know, three or four things happening around the world. And I've just built my network from strictly being corporate to, you know, 4,000 entrepreneurs on Facebook. And I moved in and directed founders and CEOs in corporate America. And now in the advent of coming out of quarantine, I'm starting to bridge the two, right? and mm-hmm. starting to say, hey, corporate people meet my entrepreneurs. Let's rebuild this economy together, right? So I'm, I'm figuring out through my work with Tony and his coaches, I really discovered that my mission, my purpose is to help others stay out of their own way, find their path out of darkness, right? Have that accountability that allows us to really know who we are. Um, and my words that I lead and guide my life through are conduit and catalyst. I know that I can hear somebody's story and see their zone of genius what i'm kind of calling in to be able to hear somebody connect with them deeply and be their their guiding light because i've been coached by the best of the best while i was in my darkness and I'm, I'm a work in progress and i think that's what makes you a really powerful coach having you know the powerful network to know that you've got the right people in your pocket in your surroundings so that you can help you serve the others and every time you crumble you have the right team around you to make sure that you pick up Jenna's story. I don't want to pretend I'm perfect. I don't want to pretend that there is nothing wrong on a daily basis. If there's something wrong, we me to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So the podcast that I started um, launching is just having courageous conversations with entrepreneurs about the journey that they've taken. Right? What has been required to get out of your own way, to find the right team, and to put the right systems in place? So um, I think one of the one of the greatest um, contributions to my life in the last year was. Um, really joining Grant Cardone's inner circle and having access to everyone that he's been um, creating big business with, and um, joining the virtual events economy, having the right mentorships in that space, because all the big events of the last of 2020 were really backed and put on and followed um, a format by one team, mm. Barry Baumgartner and Lou Milnick of Sage Events. And there, I'm in a, mentor, a mentorship program with them, and I'm getting to see how every single bit of technology required to build community, foster relationship, and turn your passion and your gift into mon- on a, into a monetized set, uh, strategy comes together. Right? Yeah. How do we build economies for ourselves that are fostering relationship and connection, global communities around the world who can come together and say, "Let's." Let's find our purpose and do something good with it together. Mm-hmm. So there's so a lot of a lot of different you know different things had to come together in order for me to become of service but everything's falling perfectly into place like even clubhouse coming in the last few weeks for me mm-hmm. is the opportunity for me to connect on a, on an hourly basis with absolutely anybody I'm intrigued by, mm-hmm. right Let's talk about you know, Virtual events. Let's talk about building global communities. Let's talk anything that I kind of desire to, to to talk about. I can I can find in there, and I'm able to use my voice in a different way. So virtual events, podcasting, um, my one day summits that I've been putting on. You know, I've had I've had incredible guests on all of those all of those areas, and the power of my network is growing. And now I just. I know that it, you know, we can serve together. And I have this big mission of, you know, lifting a thousand voices to start and creating new economies within each of those businesses and having those voices lead movements and create their right fit tribe and understanding how to you know, leverage my corporate experience with my entrepreneurial now communities and see what we can kind of build together.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love, you're all about a tribe partnerships. Yeah. I love it. I, I believe nobody does anything amazing by themselves. Even if they didn't have a coach or a mentor, they still had someone, if it's our coffee barista, you know, or somebody that's cheering them on or supporting them in some way. Um, that's awesome. Sam, I have one question that I like to ask everybody on the show. If you have listened to the podcast then you probably know what it is, but the question is Samantha Roberts, what is your MPI? What is the massive positive impact that you want to see create or be a part of in this world?
1: Yeah, it goes back to those two words, catalyst and conduit. I really want to see people step into their most authentic self to pull back the barriers that they've placed on themselves or they've been born into and understand who they are at the core. Let's Mm. find that internal strength, that that place of service, that zone of genius, that amplification that only you possess and let's get it out into the world. Let's tear down... Anything in our ways and make sure that we're finding our right fit community and tribe and raising our voices and getting out there and just being of service together. Love it. That's really the mission and the cause.
0: That's amazing. Cool. And you're going to crush it. Uh, You are crushing it already. I'd say where can people find you and connect with you best?
1: Yeah. The the best place is storytelling by the and Mm -hmm. my handle on IG as well. So
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So we'll put links in the description of this episode for whoever's listening. You could check it out at your leisure. Um, any final thoughts, final words?
1: No, I just, I thank you and honor you for holding this space for people to tell their story, for you to share your, your triumph, your zone of genius, for you to really be the catalyst for others to see what's possible for them. I honor you for that. I think it's really powerful. and you know, the way that you hold space for conversations is beautiful. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Well, I look forward to a long and prosperous relationship with us. Um, All right. For the listener, take what you learned here, get out there and make your own massive positive impact. We'll see you in the next one.